Welcome back. Here we are again. Um, we have been on a bit of a hiatus. Um, I know you've heard this before if you're one of our very few single digit loyal listeners now that we're going to start doing this again more regularly and this is going to be the big comeback after a silly season. Well now this is the official double time relaunch. Sam, hello, great to see you. You too mate. Uh, I think people must think that something terrible must have happened to us over summer because we said we were having a silly season. And that's been about five months. We've kind of just vanished, you <laughs> so, know, a bit like Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah, into the forest, wasn't yeah, it? Got a little bit silly, and then just, yeah, all they were doing was writing songs about him and putting royalty checks to the side. So Sad I guess story. we are sort of the Pink Floyds of podcasting. Yep, we, we can take that tab now. Oh, can we? Oh, the tag. <laughs> Sorry, that came out a bit. I still had Sid Barrett on my mind. Yeah, I was going to say, if we are the Pink Floyd, maybe we do take that tab now. But How no. you been, mate? Yeah, good. I feel Shit, like it's yeah. been a long, long time since we've sat down with this big black mic. Yeah, it has actually. Um, no, good, just chipping away at the studying and not a whole much else to report on. A few big nights. So that's the thing that I feel like a lot yes, of our right? listeners are probably assuming that we're going to come back, we're going to have all this flamethrower information. What have you been up to? I've been up Everest, I've been surfing tsunamis. What have you been doing? Just sort of working, you know, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, life gets in the way. We could make something up. Just pretend like we've been doing something. We lose we all cre- been, been incarcerated, let's say. We lose all credibility of this podcast because I stand by we've never told a lie on here. We've never, no, we've, we've said information we've thought to be true, mm-hmm. but it's actually been not true. And that somewhat opens up a wee segment that we were talking about maybe getting started over our pre show coffee. We're yep. thinking going down the old two porkies and a fucking not a porky. We haven't yep. got a name for it yet. That doesn't sound that good. If you've got tall, any ideas, tall, tall ta- tales with tales. Tall tales of tales. Yep. And Sam. And Sam, and Sam, and Sam just <laughs> it. I'm involved. Yeah, you are a co-host of the show. I am. Uh, so yeah, it's like two truths and a lie. Like yeah. the uh, Tinder, you can do it on Tinder and Bumble. You can do two truths and a lie, and you say like two things about yourself that are really amazing, and then like a lie, like I've got a regular sized penis or something right. along those lines. Is that two? So people who are a little bit more awkward get conversation starters going straight off the bat. Well, you can do. Yeah, I mean, I don't exactly have a super illustrious online dating career, but right. I like think I did a wee bit of a shift on one once upon mm-hmm. a time. Uh, yeah, so you can do things like you can ask questions to each other, but they have these pre-written questions. So and, people don't get a little bit silly. Yeah, yeah, or you can write your own. Right, and okay, you yeah. Can, <laughs> and that's where, that's where you come to party. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you say your answer and it's blurred out, and then... They say their answer and it's blurred out and they both get revealed at once. Right. So one thing we in- ended up actually discussing off air was, um, w- when we were having a coffee, was some coffee facts. I have a couple of good coffee facts that I've heard in the past week, actually. And uh, I guess I need to think of another a coffee fact that's true. I've got two truths and a lie. And you need to say what one you think's true and what one's a lie. Okay. The even, though already, even though I've already told you. The segment is starting off roaring speed. Yep. All right. Help me with so, it. So... The second largest coffee producer in the world is Vietnam. Number two, instant coffee contains pig's blood. And number three, the first place that dehydrated coffee was ever made was Dunedin. Lie. Or Invercargill. 
The fact that you can't nail down the city tells me that you're bumbling over that is the lie. No, the thing is, if I can't nail down the city, surely it's true, because if it was a lie, I'd just stick to one. Are you trying to double bluff me on the coffee yarns already? No, they're all coffee yarns. What, so you think the Dunedin one's yep. a lie? I believe that that's true. Really? <laughs> so so I, didn't anyone... say that, I didn't say that with huge authority, but dehydrated coffee was first made in Dunedin. Vietnam is... What do you think about Vietnam? I think that's true. That is true. And I've actually heard the pig's blood thing from someone before. Is this another one of your elaborate friends that has all these tales? <laughs> so we've never quite nailed down a location. We've never quite nailed down a gender or name or any sort of knowledge they may have, but they have a lot of st- tall stories. The pig's blood thing I've heard in passing before, but I believe that's the lie out of the three. I've got a question for you. Um, is it... Say, you know, the big coffee producers, your Uganda's, you know, Colombia, all these sort of places, wouldn't it be a long way for it to go... Wouldn't it have passed through other cities that may have tried the dehydrated run more than making its way to the little old southern Dunedin at the Cadbury factory? I, I don't know why... I think it was Invercargill. Right. Dunedin. I'm going to stick by Invercargill. I don't know why they were the first people to produce it. I don't know what their reasoning was for it. Maybe it's because it's hard to get fresh coffee beans all the way in New Zealand and you can't grow them here. So what, do you actually have to get the coffee beans here and then dehydrate them? Oh, well, how else are you going to do it? Oh, I thought it might have been artificial coffee. No, that doesn't exist. Does it? Yet. Yes, okay. That's well, my next business Go see what's going on down by the bloody ITM that's got Bert Munro's fastest Indian in it, down yeah. at Invers. I've never been to Invercargill. Haven't you? Nope. It's where my mum was born, I think. Well, maybe it was Dunedin, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> what's the coolest thing to ever come out of Dunedin? Other than my mum. Uh, Got to be the world's fastest Indian. What about Wax Mustang? Oh, we're talking about Dunedin, not Invercargill. Can we just... Get it right on the seat. Okay, your mum. Yep, perfect. That's Invercargill. Or the world, or Bert Munro. He was an Invercargill boy, wasn't he? The world's fastest Indian. Yep. Bluff Oysters. Yep. Do you like them? I do. They're yep. nice. Um, I actually met Wax Mustang's uncle on Friday. Where the hell was he? His name's TP, and he is a hospo dude. Is it T-Pain? No, it's not T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Toilet paper. Um, I don't know. I think the best thing to come out of Dunedin has got to be... Probably the student life. Scarfies. The zoo. The zoo. The yep. the spates. Oh, spates. There you go. Surely spates. Nailed it. Spates. Yeah. They sort of all go hand in hand, don't they? Because you have a spates. It's all just, it's all just alcohol at, related. You're at the party, you go to the zoo, and then you go to the Wax Mustang concert, and you're side of stage with his uncle, who yep. only goes by TP, who's a hospo dude. Yep. And then you jump on the uh, world's fastest Indian to get home. Drunk. And you're a legend of Dunners. You're the new Mark Ellis. <laughs> they actually have the world's fastest Indian in the local hardware store in Invercargill. Is it real? In the placemakers. A, a model? No, it's it. It's the world's fastest Indian. Imagine all that toil. He built that in his garage. He used a cork for a petrol valve. He took it all the way to the Salt Flats in Utah for some bastard to store it in an ITM. Can we get it in a museum? Which, I don't know why it isn't, eh? I mean, we've got the powerhouse, which is a whole house put in our museum. Which, I mean, the listeners got... can't see me, but I'm nodding very affectionately about the powerhouse, one you, of my personal favourites. I don't rate it, eh? I've been to the Louvre, I've seen the Mona Lisa, I've been to the Met Gallery, seen Banksy's. Nothing quite comes close to Fred and Myrtle's powerhouse at the at the um, Christchurch Museum. What's it got? Powers. Have you seen yeah, Obviously. Fresh? It's, it's like a walk back in time. It's a love story. It's just Kiwi ingenuity. Is that, I saw it um, IRL. I saw it in Bluff. Or gore. Before it was in the museum. Yeah. So did you meet them? 
Because they must have been maybe, running it. Maybe. It would have been years ago, eh? Well, obviously. I think she died. No, you mustn't have met them in person. I think she died in the early 90s. Well, I definitely went there when it was still down south. Yeah, because well, it must have been a, like, you know how it would have still been an icon for a number of years. Mm. And then they would have realised this is actually probably soaking up our inheritance a bit. We're probably on a bit of a thing. So let's ship it to the museum. Because it's not actually the real house. Isn't it? It's a shell. I think it's their lounge. Mm. So it's like the walls... But they, you can shift. I guess how are they going to get it in? How do you get a house inside a museum? I've always wondered, how do they get cars into the mall? They build them in there. Really? No. <laughs> oh. I don't know. No, they've got, um, they've got like bollards that they can take it. That They can drive them in. Cool. There's someone you can drive them in. It'll be like GTA. It I'd go down the escalator. It'd be so. <laughs> do you have any truths in a lie? Um, sort of put you on the spot because this is only 20 minutes ago that we discussed this. Any truths in life? Well, it is sort of the segment that sort of goes with my nickname. Yeah. Um, that's all right, though. I'll come back to me later on the show. We'll bring the I, segment I've back up. I've got another question for you. Okay, sure. Do you think they really caught Saddam Hussein? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Same. Well, someone was saying the other day that, um, did you see the thing about the new Little Nas X video? The devil. Yeah, giving the devil a lap dance and all that. There was all that hurrah about how he had the shoes with a drop of human blood in them and all that oh. sort of stuff. I, I just literally squizzed over the article this yeah. morning. So... To me, he is just a version of Lady Gaga that's yeah. just weird shit, creative. and but just a performer. And it's like, someone said, someone put it perfectly. They said, people are so, you know, you've got congressmen and you've got all types of people in hugely political positions in America commenting, saying, you know, this is so disrespectful to, you know, us God-fearing Christians. And I understand that some people may take offense to that. But as someone put it, we saw... Saddam Hussein fucking the devil in South Park when we were kids, and we turned out just fine. <laughs> or little Nicky when Adolf Hitler got the devil shoving a pineapple up his ass. So that's right. You know, I mean, the thing is, Lil Nas X is not the first artist to use satanic things. Look at like the Beatles, Rolling. We've talked Rolling about Ozzy Stones, Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, like was super loose, and they were just full on pentagrammed up, like all that sort of shit. There was like the satanic panic, which we've yarned about. Um, yeah, probably about five times in a row and forgotten that we've done it every time. They probably went on probably a bit more of the looser end of the spectrum, the Charles Mansons who sort of put it into action. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they were like full on. They were like devil worshippers. You yeah. Know? And, like, and that that's not cool. No, no. Devil worshipping's a bit... It's like a step in the... A step further. If you actually... Whereas if you're just making a music video, it's like if someone's going to see that and be impressionable and act upon it, it's like... No one, no normal person's going to see that music video and think that. If someone acts upon it, then they're probably... What is behind me that you keep looking at? Nothing. Oh. I'm just... I'm so... Enga- am I, am I, is my, are you not losing my eyes? I sort of stare into your eyes like a yeah. lady of the tramp. Well, I'm worried that if I look into your eyes too much, I'll get conformed into the devil. I feel like you may be the devil in front of me right now. No, you're not going to get conformed. You're going to turn to stone. Okay. okay I'm Medusa. But what I was saying... Sejusa. Was Sejusa. Yeah, watch out for the snakes. Uh, but if you watch a video like that and all of a sudden go full satanic mode, it's like there's something else going mm. on. Yeah, that's just not going to turn you crazy from just that. Oh, there was a thing in the news, a guy had commented saying, um, geez, I better not let my son watch the Little Nas X video. Shuts down YouTube. Thank God he's back to uh, GTA running over hookers because he didn't want to pay them. Yeah, it's like yeah. Sh- oh, he's back to playing Call of Duty. But also, you look at people like someone that was huge in our generation when we were, I guess, more impressionable if we have ever grown out of that. <laughs> yeah, as um Eminem. Yeah, you know, someone like him, and that you know, he's se- he's done some crazy shit and said some pretty Definitely. horrific stuff. But it's like Tyler the Creator, all these other guys, not just to name rap people, but there's people that show mm. forms of expression that end up 
just because they say that they can play characters and yeah. are we just going to get to a point within in the next 10 years time where everyone's so offended by everything that there's no form for that outsider you know thinker outside the box or really imaginative people well people would be you know you'd hate to see someone like Lil Nas X who I don't I don't actually know a huge amount of I know like his big songs and stuff I reckon his music videos are epic yeah. I've actually watched I haven't watched the new the satanic quotation one that he's done but they're sick the one that he looks like he's in Tron and all yeah. that sort of stuff like it's super different super creative it's awesome to watch but what's going to get to the point where he's like if I make another really out there video this could affect my career my super negatively yeah. so it's sort of like yeah, focusing. What's it's just going to end up in twenty years' time? The v- music video is just the person standing in front of a white screen, just singing the song. Yeah, well, and it's you look even... at you look at how many people in previous lives, or like previous generations before cameras and before just this influx of information on people. How many people that are famous sports stars would have had their contracts torn up? You know, David Boone drank over 50 cans of beer from Australia to England for a cricket tour That's on right. the team. Yeah. And then, like, you know, John F. Kennedy, horrific womanizer, president of the United States. That was almost celebrated that it was, you know, in the boys' club. Yeah. Not that that's either way is good, but you look at how much Trump gets crucified, how much, uh, you know, those rugby players in Dunedin had a bit of a soiree over the weekend yeah, and they've all been stood down in the media banned. yeah crucifying them it's like how many people would have been just because we have this information on people doesn't mean that we should continually put them under microscopes and judge them they're not necessarily role models 24 7 they're just yeah that's the thing they're people and people make mistakes and it's not like they've killed anyone no you know and talking about people that made mistakes, have you seen... You're not going to bring up my mum again, are you? No. We've already <laughs> talked enough about the deep, her deep south in Invercargill. Um, have you seen the story of Nicholas Barclay? Is that the imposter? It is the imposter. Or is he the impostered? So he's the kid that originally went missing. Right. This is the most crazy story. Wait, if, can we just... Is this the one that got the movie made about it? Yep. Right. So yep. there's the actual story. Is, okay. Um, this is the most crazy story. As the guy that eventually uncovered this, who was the private detective, said, you couldn't script this story for being any more ridiculous than the fact that this would never, ever happen again because it's of how... It, infection. Yeah, exactly. So it's, if anyone who hasn't gone down, we, we've given you rabbit holes in the past. This is following the rabbit right down the Alice Witch in the wardrobe. No. 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 That's two movies combined. Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yep. Rabbit Hole. As they, this kid pretty much to not go on and on and replay it, because if you are interested in it, look it up yourself, because we're going to obviously skip out crucial details that like we tend to do. Um, this kid goes missing in San Antonio in the early 90s and then turns up in the 1997 walking the streets of Spain. And what it turns out is they get him back to the States. They fly him over. He claims that he's been kidnapped on a military aircraft and been released into this huge pedophile ring and they've just taken him around Europe. They've changed his, made him speak French. They've changed his um, hair colour, changed his eye colour. So, so sorry, because I'm you're obviously a bit more clued up than this and we do tend to run blindly into things. Mm-hmm. He made himself known to the Spanish authorities yep. and said, look, this is the story and they obviously got in touch with the American embassy. So what ends up happening is the San Antonio Police Department get a call from a detective so-and-so saying, we found this kid walking the streets of... Um, Spain, we he doesn't he's terrified. We've got him here. Well, it turns out the guy who's actually pretending to be the te- detective is the guy that's turning out to be the kid. So he plays the detective role as well. Oh, so he's not up. even a police officer in Spain. No, nope. no, nope. he plays the detective as well. He was going to go to jail for being a professional. This guy's a professional imposter. They yep. call him the Charmeleon. Um, because no. 
Chameleon. Chameleon. Chameleon's a Pokemon. Right. <laughs> Chameleon. <laughs> there you go. See, it's good we've got fact checks on each other yeah, here. Chameleon. And um, he was going to go, and so he just looked up and just rung around all these missing people in America until he found someone that he could play the description of. But he gets flown over to America. Yeah. And taken into the family, and the family accept him, and he lives with them for seven months until a private investigator. Yeah, there's so much crazy shit that goes on. He looks the same. Um, he wears, he dyes his hair. He says that the pedophile ring changed the color of his eyes by doing experiments on him. They only made him speak French, but he's opposing to be a 17 year old boy, and he's 24. Yeah. But he's done. He's done this. His name's Frederick Bourdon. So and he's French. So he's French. He was just a street kid from France who just imposed. Miss it being a missing person reckons that he can just change all these accents, all these characters, and oh mate, it's crazy. That's mental, man. It's um, you think the family wanted to believe it so much? Well, it gets a little bit more twisted in the end, oh, as no. the brothers, the brother, as um, the older brother of this Nicholas Barclay kid that goes missing, sees him at this barbecue, and comes up to him takes him off to the side when oh, the whole family's like, look at Nicholas's home, like just wanting to believe it pretty much. Yep. And the brother comes up to him and goes, good luck, and just gives him a gold cross and puts it in his hand and leaves. And then the brother dies of a drug overdose. So what there's a big theory around is that the brothers actually and the mum have killed the son and got uh... rid of him. And then they've only accepted him because he's come back. And they've been like, well, if we don't say that it's him... He's like almost come back to haunt them because they they've been in on the original disappearance. So right, mate, so they so they can't say anything. So the mum, oh. it's it's like you say, it's so crazy. They've got they make a movie on it called The Imposter. Twenty, I've seen, I've seen that. I yeah. watched it on a flight once. I got all scared. Twenty twenty, um, do a documentary where they actually go and meet this guy, the guy the who's actual, the, the imposter. The imposter. Yeah, and after um, he's. Like after his, last year, after it's come out that he's yeah. not who he says he was, and now he's just like a father of five. Just oh, like, he's, he's not in prison. No, he did end up doing jail time, maybe three years or something. He would have a cool book. Obviously, yeah. a super just intense, a person. twisted individual. Yeah, because yeah, even definitely. even still, they're like the reporter asked him in the end of this um, segment. You know, have you changed? Like, has is that life behind you? And he said, like, you know. Um, I am this person. I genuinely believe when I take on these aliases that I am this person. I believe that I was Nicholas Barclay so much that I wanted to be, you know. And then the reporter pulls a mask off and he's here. Yeah. <laughs> like on Scooby-Doo. So the, sort of the main point of me actually bringing this up, other than it being a crazy cool story, is do you think you could infiltrate anywhere? Could you be an imposter? And what would be your best shot without being undiscovered? Hmm. Well, I've always said, well, I haven't as of <laughs> two minutes ago, I've always said that I'd love to... Get back into year nine and uh, start my rugby career. Yep. And be, you know, re-enroll in high school. Whenever I go past my old high school and it says taking enrolments now, I always think I could turn up and be like the cool older guy. Yeah, kind of like Van Wilder. Yeah, like the Van Wilder, but I'd probably be looked at as a bit of a freak. Imagine your and then chat as well. I'd be just be years ahead of everyone. But I think you, I'd be so behind and the, with the, you know, the, the, the TikToks. Mm. And, and that's that's what would really trip you and, up because you can't do the dance and all that. I can't floss. Can't know how to woe. So that that's, I don't even know what that is. What uncovers you? But um, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to do that actually because it'd just be weird. Uh, the school dances. Would yeah, be a get bit, yourself uh, into a bit of trouble. When you're more... Just piss it up with the parents. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Would it be? And I'd probably not like imagine going, imagining 
you may have to swindle Be careful, you. careful what you say. Swindle you yourself. Don't get yourself into any trouble. No, no, yeah. I'm not going to say anything bad. I don't know what you're talking about. Swindle yourself back into year nine, and then you fail. Yeah, that's what, that was my next point. Saying, imagine what how lost you'd be in life if you just you just didn't pass NCA level nine. You just made the C rugby team. Just pull up too short with a hammy. You've just got a guy that's way more advanced. You know, a thirteen year old that would just absolutely cut you in two. Yeah, and you come sixth in the hundred meter sprint. I'll be winning that. No, I don't know. Um, You've always so, backed your pace. So. Probably not that, so we can yep. eliminate that out of it. I think if I was going to do an imposter thing... Um, yeah, it's quite a tough one to think about, eh? What, there's things that I think I could do, and then there's things I would love to be able to be an imposter in. Okay, so give us one of each. Um, I'd love to be an imposter, maybe for the royal family. Maybe like a servant, not a servant so much, but... You'd be so, a slave. One of the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I think they call them servants after the bad press they've been getting nowadays, but you'd be a slave. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not a slave, but like, you know, maybe one of the... One, maybe on the reception at the Royal Palace, or if they had something like that, and being in and being a bit of a fly on the wall, maybe a, a waiter. Have you watched Bridgerton? No. So I just sort of binge watched that mm. um, over the weekend, actually. Yeah. And what it is, is it's pretty much like... Are you familiar with the Gossip Girl... Like what the thing about Gossip Girl is like the whole crux of the show. Mm, so it's no. pretty much just like this society where like they bring out this newspaper in Bridgerton that just reveals everyone's secrets from the royal oh, okay. royal royalty or yeah. the, the time. So would you sort of be that person? Would you be sort of the nosy journo that's just got yeah, all the yeah, gossip in there and pretending to be the? Uh, I reckon it'd be a lot boring, more boring than you think, but. You know, when the queen takes off her mask and she's a, actually a lizard or something like that. Mm. Takes it off and she's actually a French street kid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I think that'd be kind of cool to be an imposter in that sort of sense. Would you struggle with the, like, the tongue of those times? <laughs> like, imagine trying to jot stuff down. You're like, did she just say, we're out there? Like, you know. No, they don't, no the royal family don't speak like that. This is like modern day. Oh. I want to be 200 years ago with bloody... you got your slides on and your checkered shirt and yet. What is the Riders brand? That's what everyone's looking at when they've got the curly hair and you're just in your current kit. Yeah. <laughs> For my iPhone, eh? Just like yeah. speaking to this. No, nowadays, royal family. Just see what they yarn about. Would it be like, so Ch- formal? Imagine popping around to see Nana and it's like, I'll bow to her and yeah, we'll, s- this stage. Yeah, we'll sit at the end of a 30 metre long table. Mm. Nana would be tougher hearing. She's in her 90s. True. And God, and her husband. Phil. Is he alive still? Yeah. He's like a meme now. Well, someone's, um, I saw a thing the other day that was saying, why do we care about what colour the royal baby was going to be when that bugger's sitting there looking purple? Yeah, he's got some serious kidney issues. He's 99. He should have had 100. Yep, I've he got should... it in the calendar. Phil's birthday, beers for <laughs> Phil's on the 100th. Are you, you going to go see him? Going to yeah. go drop around a box of spades? You're my ins when you're the waiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give me and the nod and then I come. That's, that, that's why that, does she write him a letter on his birthday? Probably. Yeah. I doubt he's getting much else out of her, if you know what I mean. <laughs> How about you, mate? Who, what would you want to impost? Um, impost? Is that the right word? Impose. Impose. Just infiltrate. Infiltrate. What would um, you rather want to infiltrate? Maybe Wall Street. What? Yeah, like an investment banking firm, kind of like Jordan Belfort. Yeah, you reckon you could yep. hold your own? I'd have the smarts for it. The thing about what I would lack in smarts and mathematic ability and market research and all that would just be confidence. I you think reckon? I could really win over the investors by just saying, yep, put all our money on here. Yeah. And what I'd do is... You'd have to, you'd have to roll the dice, though. Yeah. I, well, we're not gambling. Yeah, I know, but you roll the dice in terms of, like... Everything you say, I mean, if you don't know shit about it, which I mean, I don't either, you'd have to just go in and just be like, I think your big thing would be, we don't talk numbers, we talk people. Yep. 
and just, that sort of thing. Just throw out cliches. I'd be a bit like um, another f- uh, favourite from the show, Frank Abagnale. Exactly. Just yep. doing everything. Although in today's world, maybe you couldn't just walk into an airport in a pilot's outfit. <laughs> there may be some sort of swipe card credentials. I'd imagine there'd be some sort of security clearance or just since there's not much flying going on, you walk into an like a, say Air New Zealand and you just walk up and they're like, sorry, you don't work for this company. We've the terminal shut. The we know every single pilot. There's no plane the out there. <laughs> like, why, why are you walking through with why your you just jacket over your shoulder? Why are you just wandering around on the asphalt, mate? And why have you got a group of budding ear hostesses that you've recruited from your first day at Burnside High following you, <laughs> signing autographs as you're walking in? A pilot's not that cool anymore. No, it's not. A, it's not the big, like... I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it used to be almost like a rock star sort of thing. Oh, it was the way to see the world, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now, now it's kind of like just like... Bus driver wings i've actually heard that from a direct pilot saying i'm just a bus driver in the sky yeah but it's kind of more than that i mean you can't stop at numerous stops if someone just put, hits a button <laughs> and you just parachute out <laughs> no just a little, tries, comes in and lands it on memorial air by the number three stop like when korean air tried to do it and got banned from christchurch airport for 10 years they tried to they tried on... to land on memorial wave on the runway they were coming down and they saw the lights and thought it was a runway That's and right. they pulled up last minute and now when they fit i oh know my god it would have been so low since yeah, they landed when they got there um contract back they had to go an extra hour out to sea every time before they'd make their first turn they were sort of banned from like turning over the city oh really yep. yeah i guess if there's one thing i've learned from grand theft auto it's spawning a plane on a street and trying to take off or land is near impossible because as soon as a car crashes into it it blows up yeah. i don't know if that happens in real life well not many people probably live to tell the tale no Once you're, you're either landing or taking off you're not sort of doing both yeah as you please unless you're that guy in new york yeah, I've heard that yarn. What yep. he he went and stole a plane when he was pissed. Yeah, from an from an airbase in Manhattan, and yep. I think it was the thirties. Don't yep. quote me on that, but in the yeah years ago yeah, now, when you could probably get away with it a wee bit easier. Well, you're probably not going to get shot down. Yeah, I mean, sort of things sort of changed, you know, in the early two thousands in that city with when it comes to aircraft, rightfully so. Yeah, but um, yeah, did it, landed it on the bar out the front, and then was telling the story a decade later, and everyone in the bar was saying, "Oh yeah, whatever, that's bullshit." So he just went and did it again. But I don't think it was like a Korean Air, like Boeing 747. Was probably uh, it would have been a like Cessna. a little, little like one for the propeller at the front. The right he, must have been, he would have been able to fly planes anyway. I would be the worst person to ever impose being imposter, whatever the term is. Imposterize? Uh, yeah, that, well, that'll work. We'll make up a word. Yep. Um, in the pilot, because as soon as I went to take off, I hate flying. You'd be what? Yeah. Yeah, but just all the jargon and just talking about the jump seat and blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as you take off, you're just white-knuckling it. Just like, oh my God, we're lifting off. Oh my God, we're lifting off. Shitting yourself, okay. thinking there's a gremlin on the wing. And Would you be better as a lawyer, a doctor, or a pilot? As an imposter? Yep. We, what were we going to say? I could do all three. You know, all three I've been myself. All three at once, for real. Uh, probably, I think a pilot, you would, it'd be harder to get found out if you don't have to fly the plane. Yep. You know, because you could you could yarn about different cities and maybe like a few rattle off a few plane facts. Well, you wouldn't even have to go if you if you, know, if you play wanted to grab us with the cabin crew, which I'm you know it's fond of. Yeah. Um, well, at least if you were in, um, like a pilot, like you say, you wouldn't actually have to go to the airport. You could just go to airport bars. Yeah, exactly. Like Wings like, bar. Just got in. Yeah, exactly. Where's Wings Bar? It's up in Auckland. Cool. Yeah, I think so. Wellington, maybe. Again, though, the pilot, the pilots can't really. It's not like this it, high, high flying lifestyle anymore, is it? Imagine impo- imposterizing a doctor, going to the hospital, and you've gotten away with it. You get in there, and then someone's like, "Right, there's a ninety year old guy in there, and he hasn't shat for a week, and we need someone to like um block his asshole." And you're like, 
Uh, okay. I'm your guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, doctors like, seem yes, a lot more appealing to I've, me. I've finally gotten as an imposter and you've got to give like prostate exams all day. Yeah. That would be some of the better stuff as well. Well, yeah, your, your word's not mine, mate. I'd go better with doing that. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I would That'd be the, some of the better stuff you'd do is prostate exams. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Imagine lawyer, just... lawyer would be, oh, it could be classic. Yeah. It depends who you're defending and what sort of lawyer, but I think being a lawyer just be boring as shit. I'd just come in and just do the classic, like slam the briefcase down and sidebar. Yeah, objection, and, and there's objection. no jury. I just, I just want to wear the funny wig. The what? That's on. Do you wear that all the time? Was that just when you get like all admitted the time, to the bar? Unless you're in bed. No, nah, it's just when you get admitted to the bar. But do the judges wear them? Nah. There's an interesting reason why they wear them. What's I'm that? Gonna quickly Google it. Okay. I'm just. I've been told it once and. Don't, you know? don't let the listeners know that you're going to the search engine and just say, I'll be right back with <laughs> let, you shortly. Let me just search through my brain. Why do lawyers wear silly wigs? What are they made out of? Is it sheep or I llama? I think they're extremely expensive. I'd imagine so. If you it's, spend all that money on a law degree, you probably want, you know, you don't want some budget thing from the souvenir shop. The word wig is short for the word periwig. So, Why do baristas... Two words. Why are you looking up baristas? The listeners are waiting, mate. With uh, holding right, on. Talk every amongst word. yourselves. I know there's a good there's a good fact about it. Okay, cool. Um, well, I think that being a judge would be quite hard because I wouldn't like to play with human lives. And Fair I'd, enough. I'd probably hey, you would be when you're a doctor as well and a pilot. So they're but, all high risk, high reward jobs. Yeah. What would pay the best? Judge. Yeah. I just get paid a shitload. I think more than surgeons. Depends where you're a surgeon, public or private. Oh well, depends where you're a judge. Death row, no. What the record label? I'd bring, I'd bring it back. Um, I'd bring back the death penalty if I was a judge, just on my own accord, first day in court. I've got it here. Oh, the trend was started by Louis the Seventh, I think, of France in the mid seventeenth century. A balding scalp. So he was in the court, and he had a balding scalp, and that was considered the sign that someone had contracted syphilis. Therefore, the king disguised the scalp using a wig. The trend quickly spread through the upper and middle class in Europe, including Britain. The courts, however, were slow to adopt the trend, with many continuing to sport their natural hair. And then that's just how it became a trend in high society, and the lawyers started doing it. So literally following a guy that didn't want to reveal that he had syphilis. That's, or he was going bold. I hope you guys have enjoyed that tale as much as we have, because, jeez, how did, how did you forget that one? Someone <laughs> told you that one day, and you've just absolutely cast it aside? I know, I don't know, I don't know what, they've got a funny name as well. The periwig. No, that that's what, what baristas wig, that's wear. That's what wig's short for. That's what baristas wear, the people making your long blacks. Yeah, I know what a barista is. Very so, weird. we've now concluded that all lawyers have syphilis. Okay, and a bald. And a bald as well. But or, what, I mean, do you go, I think syphilis is a bit of an old school disease. You don't get a penicillin shot anymore? It's what, um, it's what What's-His-Face died of. I need to know. Um, need, need Al name. Capone died of syphilis. Al Grigo? Al Capone, not Al Pacino. Al Grego. He's the his, coolest of all three. I saw his van the other day. Outside Rick and Mall? Yeah, you're with me. Mm. <laughs> What's he up to in there? <laughs> He's apparently uh, at Avonhead Mall with the mothers. We've discussed this again. Yeah, we're not going to slander <laughs> Al Grego anymore because he's a great servant to the city. Have you listened to much talkback radio since I last saw you? Are you a fan or not? I don't, eh? I think it's a bit of a platform for nutters. Yep. And people that just want to push their agendas a wee bit. But at the same time, you do get some healthy conversations. Yeah, maybe I need to get into it more. My parents are avid listeners. Yeah, so am I. I've got right into it. And I feel that 
I like the late night stuff mm. because it get you do like you say does bring out a few of the crazies rabbit ear fingers currently moving. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you do get some pretty classic conversations when the host is sort of, I guess, winding these people up a little bit or mm. throwing he- like educated the host, points. The hosts can get a bit not toey, but they can sort of. They can rebut. They don't just give people the platform to no. say, here you go, you're on radio. Quite the opposite. What they, are you after? They cut people off because they must get the same people that ring in all the time. Oh, they, well, they, you see, they. I, I've listened to a little bit of it and you get like, yeah, g'day, it's Russell here from uh, somewhere. And they're like, oh, yeah, g'day, Russell, have yarned to you before? And it's mm. like, how often does this guy ringing up? Or my, one of my classical favourites is, um, you know, I sort of listen to it on the drive home around 11 o'clock and that's usually Marcus Lush. Um, nights is my favourite show, nine yeah. till midnight, Monday to Friday. And um, he will get like, say, 11.30 on a Tuesday, he'll just get like the pissed middle-aged woman that's obviously ringing up that has obviously got on the group chat with all her family and they're just like, oh, geez, Rachel's had a few too many drinks tonight. But she'll just ring up and just be like, you know what, Marcus? Like, um, that person before was just was just, was just just pretty mean, was ju- just pretty, pretty mean. And he's like, uh, what do you mean, Rachel? Specifically, talk to me. Um, what part did you find me? Just, just, just a whole lot of it. Just a whole just lot of it. Vague. Just and just you can just see the Sauvignon Blanc sloshing in her hand, yeah. and just being like, you know, the person who just has taken offence but just can't have any evidence to back it up. And everyone, she's tried every just other revenue, like the, just didn't like the sound of them. Yeah, and just has, and then they'll just be like, okay, thank you very much. And this, and Marcus, you sound handsome, or just yeah. something like, you're like oh, or just God. ringing up, being like, you know what? I think that Megan should have, you know, embraced her role in the royal family. She should have given them a chance. And then the host will be like, thanks, George. Jeez, waited a long time to say that. Yeah. We'll just cut them off after or one Or they'll month. just be talking about something completely different. But you also have to, it's quite a tricky industry in the fact that you have to have engaging conversations with people, but you can't actually let people overstep the line because it falls back on you. So, but also, but you also need to get different opinions on there. Absolutely. But quite often... So they must just have their finger over the... Well, they'll have a producer that they'll just be like, cut. And I think that that it may, they may have a little bit of a delay that they could cut something out before it's Because you could just ring up and just be, well, you'll you'll hear people ring up who will say, I think COVID's a complete hoax and this is all this bullshit. And then they'll quickly be like, look, I'm going to have to cut you off there because I can't have that being associated with the show because I can get done for, you know, spreading, cancelled for spreading misinformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah conspiracy theory because yeah. they must get some fucking hoozy what's it's going on I think you get because we rung up once when we were in the staff room mm-hmm. I rung up and I can't remember what I said um, it was a gag but was it about the periwigs no <laughs> g'day Marcus do you know why <laughs> lawyers wear wigs it's because they've all got syphilis and everyone's like oh geez, here's crazy Sam from Christchurch <laughs> g'day Sam we've talked to you before what lawyer facts do you have now Dehydrated coffee's made out of pig's blood again tonight, is it, mate? I think what they do is they uh, the producer must vet these people as well a they little say, bit. They speak you wanna, to them first. What do you want to yarn about? Yeah. They're quite the, one of another favourite show is the old classic Simon Barnett. I know an old enemy of yours. Oh, mate, it's so, my original nemesis. The sort of the the midday slot where is he have talked back? Yeah, him and Phil do Simon mid, and Phil. Yeah, Simon and Phil do back midday. together. Yeah, back together. Huge. Like, what about Gary? Oh, Gary's. He's fallen on tough times by all accounts. Oh, um, he? oh, he's just on the trying to still be, you know, the old guy at the party. Oh, I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. a billboard of him. And the Hawaiian th- shirt. Yeah, I think he's on More FM or one of those other shows. And um, I saw a, a billboard of him, and it's all this young newsroom, and he's just sitting there looking real grumpy, and someone's just pouring a milkshake on his head, and everyone's laughing. So it's kind of like the old battler. Yeah, you know? yeah. A bit like no one really wants to hear 
Dom from the Edge talk about a sex life anymore. You know, I've never heard it, but I, oh, I don't want to in general. I heard and it's him, sort of like you need a. I think in media you need you can be the young stupid person, but you need to do eventually. You can still be classic, but you need to transition. Yeah. Well, you can't just keep trying to live that sort of young person life. Or if you're on a show like one of those morning broadcast shows, and you're um, the older dude, you can sort of get the other two running for a bit more classical yarns and stuff. But it's mm. like, nobody really wants to hear your input. They, I remember just one that came off the cuff, they were talking about bad first dates. Yeah. And um, Gary? No, Dom and Dom, Megan his, Randall, his or whatever that show is anymore. And they were um, talking about it and Dom goes, yeah, well, I just fire blanks. So that's awkward to tell on a first date. And it's like, does anyone really want to hear that? Not as awkward as it is to tell on the radio. Yeah, and mate. be proud of it and... What's the average listening age of the Edge radio show? They can actually get away with some, saying some really crook shit on the radio sometimes, eh? Well, obviously, we've we've delved into media because that's why we're doing this, and we are obviously yeah. pros at it, and yeah. we never say anything to cusp on the on, on the fence. I know, you never. But yeah, never. Sign Phil back together. That's good to see. Because they're old fellas. I'd be at least in his 70s. Yep, 72. Yeah, yeah, because he was... Sign Phil was around when we were young nippers. Well, Remember they had, that, they had a pretty classic show... On More FM? Yeah, well, they've been on all these different stations. Creatively named Simon and Phil. There you go. And you think about... um, Simon Barnett's been famous my whole life. Mm. And I'm, you know, in my 30s. Yeah. So it's like, he's obviously been in the forefront of the media for 25 years. Mm. Shit, he looks good. He does. He does. Looks after himself, eh? Yeah, he's he's always had a good head of hair. Yeah. He's always got quite... Frosted tips. Yeah, he's still sporting them, eh? But hey, it's sort of his, his thing. But he must be in his 50s. Yep. Well, he's got four daughters that are all older, and um, he gives ten percent of his wage to the church, right into the church. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good for him. Whatever. But so back. Do you reckon he'd be he'd be on good tin? He does a lot of what is he versatile homes or something. Apparently, that's where the real dough is. You know, poor yeah, ego. Yeah. Yes. His big golden goose is the stick man from yeah. Pack and Save. I'd imagine he'd make a shit ton because they'd have a huge advertising budget. Yeah. And those stick man cartoons are just. They crack up, I reckon. Yeah. Or maybe not crack but up. They but they stick in your mind. Haha. <laughs> no pun intended. No. <laughs> um, but they, they're they always pretty clever and shit. And they, obviously, to make one of them, it looks like it's been made on like stick animation or something. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> on paint? Give, are you going to give me the, the pity laugh, make it a bit more believable? Yeah. No, there's actually a thing called I'll stick leave animation. I'll leave it for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> stick cracker? Stick. Uh, I used to play it a wee bit. Yeah. Yeah, and you I'm not a big sporty. Yeah, I was about to say, you wouldn't have known where to go leg side, front on, cover drive. Why are you scratching your balls like that? Don't worry about it. If anyone heard that sound, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> just pull out the uh, pull out the lawyer's wig, eh? Don't worry about it. <laughs> just chuck it on. Yeah, so Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, their shows, anyway, talk back. Their show's actually yeah. quite good because they um, they have that midday slot, but they actually talk about quite interesting things sometimes. Like the, the other day, they had a really good discussion on cryptocurrencies. Okay. So people were ringing up, talking about their experiences and whether you know whether it's obviously safe or whether mm. it's worth having a risk for. So sometimes you'll just chuck that on, and it's a, you actually get quite quite clued up on a bit of information. Well, do you do, are they really clued up, or no. do they sort of say? Do they sort of be like, look, today we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. This is what we know. Has anyone had any experiences with it? Give us some chat. So, like for example, they'd open it up and be like, yeah, exactly like you said then, and they may say, look, it's personally not for me because I'm more on the conservative side with my money, and I just wouldn't tr- simply trust something. But we want to hear positives and negatives from people, which is that's the way you want it. You want an open discussion. You don't want someone. You don't like, want to hold hold court because, mm-hmm. say, if you're live on the radio, you and people can call up. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's great here because we don't we can't have people call up. Yeah. So we're just rattling on and. 
we both. I'll like, tell you what, the phones like, would be ringing red hot. Yeah, if we had ring, an open line. Well, the things everyone would just be like, that's complete bullshit. Yeah, get people with law degrees ring up being like, I don't have syphilis. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to have the TVNZ sensors just blaring on us, cancel culture, just rubbing this, rubbing their temples. But that's pretty cool that they just say like, look, this is the thing, this is what we think of it. Who knows? The thing that does sort of, I do find a little bit strange as well as their whole slogan, I guess, is News Talk ZB covering every angle, but. You've got Kate Hawksby in the morning. She does the early, early morning. Then you've got her husband, Mike Hosking, who's the number one rated show in the country. Yeah. And then you've got this... It's all talk back. It's all talk back. So they'll interview Jacinda and all types Mm. of stuff. Then you've got this other guy called Chris Lynch, who's Canterbury owned. So he's sort of like, I guess, up there with... He's got a good head of hair on him. Does he? I don't know. I think he looks like Boris Johnson. It's, it's pretty thick, though. Is, is it? it? I thought it was quite thin. Thin and wispy. Okay. Anyway, he's sort of Canterbury's Doesn't new matter. sweetheart behind Andy Ellis and things that old people like, like Andy Ellis, a wee Baileys, you know, yeah, yeah. Christmas cake. Chris Lynch is sort of in that category now of just the sweetheart. <laughs> a, wee, a wee Baileys. Talks, talks to the old biddies in Christchurch. Then you've got Cyan Phil, and then you've got the absolute troll of the whole station called this lady called Heather Duplessy Allen. Okay. Who just has referred to Pacific Islanders as leeches on New Zealand. But what I'm trying to get to before I'm rambling on too much is that whole, you've got a husband and wife that yep. do back-to-back things. Everyone's sort of aligned with the right a lot. Marcus mm. Lush, who does night to sort of slightly left, I guess. But it's like, are you really covering any angle? Would you not have someone in their 20s? Why don't you get yeah, some young yeah. sort of quote with it unquote person. I guess you like, sort of got to speak to people that want to actually ring in and who yeah and the thing is who's actually listening to talk, I mean you listen to talk there's probably a few young people that listen yeah. to it and the thing is get a young person on there who's clued up about stuff who's obviously just I don't know, whatever their chat is even just in their like youngish and quite liberal and then you could actually appeal to that audience. It's like sports journalism as well. How often do you open a sports page and just see rugby and cricket dominating the headlines it's like would you not have someone that's like really into basketball or and mm. that, that's why a lot of these um like media platforms are opening up for a lot of people like us to have a crack at this is because people just get a bit sick of the black and white this is going to print this is what we're going to talk about we're never going to go you know it's pretty ridiculous without getting too deep into things that you know they can't even really report on suicides because of fear of like copycats and stuff it's like yeah this is the world we live in it's like people well it's the same as that little nasty thing it's like if someone is going to do it there's bigger issues at hand yeah you definitely. Know, like there's normal people aren't just going to see that and just automatically mm. it's like it's a but they just make it more taboo but anyway that's a that's a very deep conversation for perhaps another day another day another so what do you got planned dollar. for the rest of the week fella you've had a good easter i've had a big greedy easter actually how many eggs only one egg so that's actually, not greedy. It was actually a, it was actually a bunny, uh, lint, you know. White, can... chocolate, <laughs> brown, Ooh, chocolate, tanned, tanned. Yeah, not dark. No. Milk. I am more of a dark sort of operator. Yeah. 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 My... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? Because I like dark chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Ghana. Yeah. Seventy-eight percent makes you go toilet. No. Does it? What well, makes you? Here's. Here's. I've finally figured out my three truths and a lie. Okay. Or, Tall tails with tails. Okay. Ready? And Sam. And Sam. <laughs> what dark Ghana chocolate makes you go to the toilet lots? Coffee from Colombia makes you go to the toilet lots. Cigarettes. From the dairy down the road. Make you go to the toilet <laughs> lots. What are those as a lie? Cigarettes. No. Dark Ghana. Yep. Makes you constipated. Is that right? No. 
I've just, pan- I've just taken my opportunity and panicked and offered absolutely nothing. Does Dark Garner make you know the Yeah, it does. I think oh, it's... So it's three truths. Yeah. So the segment's, the, segment's the lie. <laughs> this is the worst segment that has ever been done in the history of podcasting. Uh, is it? I quite like oh, no, it. You guys be the judge of it. I quite like it. Um, coffee. Mate, I just need to open up the instant coffee container and I about almost shit myself. You hear the paper calling. Yeah, honestly. it's um, That's lovely information for the just, listeners. It just goes right through me. Mm-hmm. It's like my body's just a big tube of toothpaste. Is a lot of it uh, mental? You Mate, reckon? When I'm in the toilet, it's pretty mental. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not. I, don't, I think toilet, to- coffee, mm. even just talking about it. I can feel my tummy rumbling. You know, it's, yeah, right. it's, it's crazy. It's um. What about prune juice? Have you ever had any? I would never drink that. Any experiences of that? No. I used to work in a bakery, and there's this English guy called Harry, and he drank two liters of it and did a fart so wet he had to go home. Could well, just change the pants. Once, as again, once we've discussed at length, it sounds like Harry has a lot more issues than the prune juice. Two liters? Yeah. My God. That's the thing. It's like no one and no one asked him to. Yeah. And he'd never done it before. Is that always the person that like? That does the gag that no one's asking for. Like no one's. Should asked... I just should I just drink the two liters of prune juice and see if I shit myself? And it was like, if you want. Okay, yeah, if cool. We're want. not going to cheer you on. Yeah. It's like, do people really want another episode of this podcast? Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. We are the we're the prune juice to the public, you know. The prune juice to the chief pants. Yeah. <laughs> bakery. It's do you a... wear the checkered pants in the bakery? Yep, we did. We wore checkered pants, a white polo shirt. Did and... you wear the big hat? No, we oh, didn't. That's weak. We just wore the little. The little, like a little beanie with yep. the mesh on top. Yeah. What about a neck tie? No, we weren't as fucking sailors. Do sailors wear them or chefs? Both of them do. The chiefs? I think sh- um, sailors wear like a bandana with a knot at the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that and, right? And the blue and white striped shirts. With the sleeves cut off. <laughs> and yeah. they're three quarter, aren't they three quarter pants now? Probably denim short shorts or something. No, they do. Boat they, shoes? Boat shoes. And they wear the, the sideways... Hats that you make out of paper. I've got a hot take. Why do you wear that you sail the sailboats? Pa- why are you wearing paper hats when you're around water? Yeah, it just blows away. It's going to turn to shit. I've got a. It's going to be like you're for coffee. It's um, the pig's blood. Boat shoes aren't that good for boats. No. Are they just part of the fashion? Because not, it's like leather. Yeah, they're terrible. Imagine if you get them wet. That's not like jandals. No. Jandals are terrible with water as well because you're walking and the suction happens and they stick. Yeah, but they dry and quick. You, and then you slip. Slides. What are the best shoes to come out other than those aqua shoes because they don't count because they're made for the water? Well, they are the original boat shoe, aren't they? How do goths go on boats with the Doc Martens? <laughs> are they good? That'd be good grippy if you were fishing. Doc Martens would be. Doc Martens could be work boots. I think they're not still capped, but I'm sure they. There's those next level ones that go to the knee with and the flames got, on them. They've got the zip and they've got the flames and the platforms and the steel caps. And yeah. it's like, where? Why do you need these? I mean, it's your fashion sense, but they just look like so much admin to put on and take off. Do you have to wear fish nets underneath them? Well, I guess if you run out of nets on the boats, you could just use your. Tights. Yeah, and you could almost. Adl- knee-length leather jacket could almost be a form of a wetsuit, I guess. Yeah, so I actually think in, as, in terms of fashion subcultures, if you want to call it that, the goth could actually go quite well. I tell you who wouldn't go quite well, the cousin of the goth, the punk. Because as soon as that big pink Liberty spiked mohawk's getting wet, that's going down. Yep. You're getting all the hairspray in your eyes. Denim is not good when you're wet, yep. obviously. Uh, and they wear the denim cut-off jackets. And then when you got your, your cool safety pin through your nose, gets caught in the net. Same with your wallet, your chain from your wallet to your hip. That, that yeah, could be all right, though, if you're in big swells. But you're going overboard. 
What do you mean? That like if, if that gets caught in the net coming up. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And they've got a lot of a lot of metal. Are they the cousins? End. The goth and the punk. The punk is the cousin of the goth. So it's like the emo's the uh, the stepbrother of the punk. Right, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, that's the family. That's the lineage. So what is like the blood? The cousin of the crip. Oh, now you're getting into gang politics. Uh, and and the rap. But they're not. But they're not fashion subcultures. Here's a yeah. here's an interesting fact for you. Uh, more Crips kill Crips than Bloods kill Crips in the US. I've got no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. There's more Crip on Crip violence than Blood on Crip violence. Yeah. I looked that in that book you gave me. Yeah, Monster. Monster. What a read. Cody Scott. Is he still alive? Uh, to my knowledge, yeah. He's a... Uh, so for anyone who doesn't... Who wants a... Here's a book corner. Yeah. yeah book, book corners corner. with Sam. Yeah, book corners. Ho- hopefully more success than Tall Tales with Tales. <laughs> and Sam. And Nick. And Nick as Am well. Am I in the book corner? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Well, you can be in the book. So Is there book... any naughty mags in the corner? <laughs> sort of where I draw the line of books. <laughs> there will be a few nudie mags. Yep. Dead Day's done away, but but we'll get to that another time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like how they put the censorship on the front. You can't just window <laughs> shop in the dairies. But that's another another conversation to have. Monster is a great read. It's Cody Scott, and he's a, the guy who started the 8-Tray Gangster Crips. and uh, wasn't the, the godfather of the Crips necessarily, but yeah. And it's his life. And so he sort of knows. He sort of was around the time of Stan Tucky Williams, who was the Godfather yeah, of the Crips. Yeah. So yeah. he was like the next, not the next generation, but he's about ten years his junior. But this guy pretty much made the Crips a massive, intense, uh, ruthless street gang that it can be today in certain areas. So if you ever want a good read, Monster's a great read. And now he's a big black activist. Yeah. Currently he's, goes by the name Sanyeka Shakua. That's the one. That's just straight off the top of the dome. So that's yeah. a bit of knowledge. You won't see me getting Google out on this podcast. <laughs> I respect the listeners a bit more no, than I'm that. Just, I'm gonna, no. I do my research. I do my show prep. Thank you. <laughs> You're so full of shit. Yeah. So what have you got next? For, so yeah, back to the nudie mags. Yeah. Because we've just given out a great read. Please, if you're underage, don't go down and buy nudie mags. Or maybe not Monster either. Yeah. It's pretty traumatising. Um, I just think the day of the nudie mag's done. I actually heard someone on, believe it or not, talk, talk back, back. <laughs> um, yesterday talking about um, that magazines have had a real big comeback post-COVID. Have they? Yeah, because they were that? saying that um, a lot of people just want a wholesome read you know you used to see like a lot of those companies going under i guess people if you're going into a lockdown or you're staying at home more and more you just mix it up like maybe do a crossword today mm. maybe read about some absolute trash in this magazine you know just it, something different to do and you never the thing is if you saw a lot of articles that were probably in a magazine and you because most people get their news and their articles and all that sort of crap on social media if you're just scrolling and you see it you're like nah don't want to read that but if it's in the magazine you don't actually just read something cover to cover very much if it's something short like that. Well, it's kind of like how records and CDs and stuff are actually great because not many people will listen to an album start to finish yep, anymore. Exactly, because you can skip. Yeah. Well, it's like if I'm picking up three of my personal favourite magazines, Men's Health, yeah, um, Hunting, New Zealand, and Golf Digest, okay. <laughs> uh, probably get rid of men's health I've never never really read it I just like to look at the cover sometimes when I'm window shopping is that your nudie mag is it <laughs> yeah um, so hunting and golf I'm not going to just pick that up and read an article about COVID no nah, you know really. so you can sort of just actually because even if you went on to one of these media platforms something's going to come up mm. that is going to be related up. to something that you can't be really bothered looking at or it's just going to dominate the headlines yeah like the cabinet's going to announce this at this time. It's like, I just want to work out how to hit my five iron further. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. And you also, yeah, like we were saying as well, you're going to read things that you might not be inclined to click on. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I quite like flicking through a mag. I went to Mobile the other night on my way home. They're cheap now as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've become more affordable. They've sort of redesigned their whole thing that people don't won't pay 20 bucks for them, but you're printing them for two, sell them for six, yep. boom, you're away. Yep. Um, I saw when I was coming home the other night um, on the 31st, I went and got petrol about 11 o'clock, and there was this group of guys, and there may have been girls with them as well, but there was a distinctive group of guys standing around, waiting around the skip um, for the old magazines to get thrown out. So apparently they just cool. they just go... No, it's not, because it's kind of creepy. Oh, okay. They just go place <laughs> to place... And just get the old porno mags or whatever, so they don't have to pay for them. They get the old pornos. Well, they have to throw out all the magazines because no one's going to buy one when the new ones come in. So uh, they just throw out all the old ones, and these guys literally just wait outside the skip and just grab the are old they ones. They're exclusively waiting for the pornos. Well, they wait. I guess maybe a bit of food as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Getting the, uh, getting the. Because uh, everything must have a use by date 12, at some the point. The twelfth page spread. Yeah. So to speak, in the porno mags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone got that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you is it the sun or the star. In the UK, where page three is just a girl with cans out. Yeah, it's called like page three girls or something, eh? Yeah, and it's uh, is that that still a, surely mustn't be a thing anymore? It's a newspaper. It's quite funny how I don't know, people. I remember twelve-year-old Sam Boysen when we were in London, me and my old man, and he showed me. I almost bloody my eyes almost popped out of my head. Yeah, good. And like a, in a newspaper. That's what I mean. That must. But that's a trash news. Just because it looks like a newspaper, it's just like a gossip mag. I also enjoy as well how I guarantee you that even in like in today's world I like I don't really have a problem with that not happening anymore even though no we well, you got your, you we got love the in, you got the internet yeah but like we just you know with everything that's going on and stuff in the world you you can probably live without that being you don't need a newspaper who's, yeah exactly who's the old sicko that waiting just, for that who's never heard of but google i guarantee you that if they decided to get rid of that, or if they already have already, it would just be met with outrage from some people. What? PC gone mad, I can't believe yeah. it. Like, right, right. Like, mate, if you want to see tits, go on the internet. Go on the internet and it's look up. Watch Bridgerton. Get, watch Bridgerton. Is there? Oh, a lot of a lot of moves that you'll learn. A lot of moves? Yeah, you wait till you see it, mate. Is there a lot of a lot of nungers? A lot of naughty stuff. Really? Yeah. See, how can... How it's can art. little How can... Okay. How can little Nazix get crucified? Yeah, about, exactly. This, but then you can just have full full tittage on a TV show that anyone can access. To be honest, I think it's the moment you bring any sort of religious thing into it, people just f- find a reason to be offended. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's not. We won't, like... we won't get into that too much because I've got a I've got a super hot take for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll talk about that off air. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a crazy one, eh? How like some people like when they put the percentage of VB down. Like three point three of a percent. Three percent. People yep. are just going nuts, and it's like the mere this, had to step in and just like. Is this ever actually affecting your day to day life in any way, shape, or form? It's like Bathurst when they limited it to twenty units per person per day. Mm. People were saying, "Why would you ruin a great event?" Rather, we used to have an old uh, like colleague of ours, shall we say, who reckons that he would quite easily go and smash twenty beers watching Bathurst. I do it all the time. Ride my Ducati home. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Ten guesses to anyone who has <laughs> any sort of association with us. Yeah. But um yeah, he's like, Oh, twenty I, I understand the outrage. Twenty who needs more than twenty drinks? The thing is twenty drinks and if you really need more, I'm sure you can acquire some. Take but, your missus along, take your friend that's not a big diesel mechanic you and go. have and ten of these. Have sixty. You know? They can have twenty everyone can have twenty, you can have sixty. But is it about the 20, event? Twenty beers. It's like, are you actually there for the car racing? Exactly. Or are you more there just for an excuse to get absolutely shit-faced? Is which, it... 20 beers would definitely do it for majority of people. Maybe not Andre the Giant, and yep. maybe not your mate that flew over to Aussie. David Boone. David Boone. Or Ric Flair. Did you see? Yeah, Ric Flair. He was like, what, 
30 a day. Yeah, well, he would, I reckon he'd usually have 10 to 15 beers and then get, get onto the spirit drinks, the martinis. Yeah. Him and Andre the Giant once drank, it was like 110 cans of beer in a sitting. But yeah. he could put it somewhere because he was a massive rig. Mate, he's like five guys drinking. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's just, it's insane. And also Jean-Claude Van Damme. Big pissed, is he? Big pissed, uh, and it was mainly just vodka. And apparently he's, I was reading this article that this um, Rolling Stones journalist wrote in the States, and he's saying that he went out for a few drinks with Jean-Claude Van Damme for whatever reason. He was promoting something. And he said this guy was just so seasoned at pissing up that he would just have a vodka, a straight vodka, probably like a tumbler of it, and then would just drink like a litre of water. And would just do that consistently all day. So he'd just get pissed, but just stay super hydrated. Isn't it crazy how someone... And he just reckons that he was with this guy for three hours and reckons Jean-Claude Van Damme went to the toilet about 15 times. It's like, imagine... Like, the thing that I find so admirable about that is every every aspect of life you see people that obviously get a bit carried away with alcohol and that have, it's a lot of the time, tragically takes over their whole lives. But at the same time, it's like... It's so crazy that these guys are high-functioning dudes. You know, you Rick, yeah. Rick Flair's John Claude Van Damme is another example, like you've just said then. Does the Can, alcohol come after the success, though? Yeah, but at the same time, just being able to even make movies and mm. perform at your athlete... I mean, doing the splits at, with two at, cars, are you just steamed and think, shit, this will be a good idea? That's the thing. It's like... Does alcohol it give you confidence? Causes, well, alcohol causes a shitload of inflammation. Yeah. So how are these dudes... Like, Rick Flair had a super long wrestling career, and, okay, it's not... Full contact reel, but it's it's, it's still two hundred shows a day. Extreme. I've done about I don't know. Not a day. I've done about two hundred shows a day, Nick. I'll put my uh, yeah. tumbler away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. People probably wonder how we do, how we perform at such a high level and we yeah. drink, but like clean goes the absolute. And it's like how can it's still it's super taxing on your body, and you have to be the they travel. Look, they look insane. There's un, such good neck and whatnot. But they're just smashing beers as well, which is like super high calorie. Imagine trying to do function with that, and then I'll just be like, "No, I'm not going to do that workout. I'm might as well just drink now." But yeah, oh, I'm not. You have to go out and into the ring and fucking pretend to scrap the great Carly, who's like <laughs> ten foot. Maybe tall. that gives you the confidence. Maybe you're just like, "I'll just town beers, so then I can take on anyone." You just go and just start wasting them. But also, um, but it have your effect on your energy levels. I'm also wondering if a lot of these, like when you're that seasoned, if a lot of these people, um just use the booze as a reward be like i'm just going to smash out this drinking during the day all day is kind of strange yep. but just maybe these people be like right i've just got to get through like ben cousins documentary mm. he said that he used to just go so nuts in the pre-season yeah and because he just have this little demon in the back of yeah, his head yeah. or this little monkey just riding around a symbol being like the moment i finish if i put in all this work the moment i finish i can just go berserk yeah on my and also demons, if you're, if you're yeah. super famous it's like the only thing you can, you know, you can't control a lot of aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. But paparazzi coming, this is like, I mean, maybe Ben Cunn's experienced this. Jean-Claude Van Damme probably did quite a lot in his day. You've got the paparazzi coming at you, full noise. You've got your manager, you've got your PR person, all this stuff. It's like, well, what can I actually control? I can control how fucked I get. Yeah. And that's like, a, and also a release. If you yeah. are in the limelight, it's like, well, I'll get super pissed and I won't actually care and I won't realise. And then... You and you must of, get surrounded by yes men as well, being like sort of the whole Avicii situation as well. Yeah. Want to pe- go for a drink? Are you paying? Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Or, or no, we'll get him his medicine. You know, he's trying to have a couple of chill days. Sweet. We'll just get get him get him on the vodkas, get him mm. that, and then that'll that'll end up being like, okay, you, you, we can do you another show. Come on, here, have some more of this, have some more yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. And you must have people around. Just juicing yeah. them up. I've yeah. said it. I've always said it, bro. I reckon being famous is humongously overrated. Oh mate, we've talked about it at length on this podcast yeah. before, haven't we? And just you just never ever want. 
you, you lose sense of reality. Yeah. I, I know that, we have since we started the podcast. Oh, mate, I mean, we're walking just, around. I only go to Miraval now. Yeah. I don't even live there, but I just... I put a Spider-Man mask on like Blanket Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I wonder yeah. what he's up to. Blanket? Yeah. He... I don't know. I. You don't hear much out of the kids, eh? No, you never really did. I think of all he's had yeah. an unusual upbringing, That's to one say the least. Yeah. God knows. Shit, I know the dad Par- was talented, Par- though. Paris is... um. She's all right. Yeah. Looking. No, she's um she's she's like quite she well she had some sort of celebrity career. I guess maybe in in um in hindsight, keeping their identities secret. Like, look at he what, actually had. I think his intentions were some of them were okay with the the identity thing. Yeah. Like, cause like he had experienced massive fame as a child star, and more often than not, being a child star ends in tears. Ends terribly. And you look at. It's a it's actually a big trend nowadays for celebrities not to show their children's faces mm. when they post pictures of them and like hide. It's quite common they mm. hide a lot of their kids. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum where what sort of you know these social media kids like your Stormy Jenners and Kim's kids like Who's Stormy Jenner, yeah uh, Kylie's baby. Oh, I don't even know who she have it with. Travis Scott. I didn't know they had a kid. Yeah, they got a kid, and she's Stormy. she's walking around with um like fifteen thousand dollar little purses. She's like two years old, ears pierced, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, just fully and, and like she's obviously like super like she can do however she wants. She's the ki- she's the kid's mum, but it's like these. There was a time where they, those Kardashian stuff weren't even that famous. Yeah, where it's yeah. like what hope do these kids have growing up in that cauldron? That's a thing. Like if you've people that it's all you live up famous. It's it must just be like. You're living in a different. You're living in a complete different world where you've just got all this stuff, and it just corrupts you, and you, you end up being such a little shit as well. You know, if Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus and uh, Macaulay Culkin, they've had this, and they're actually probably some of the normal ones. Mm. They've the fact that they, you know, what's Justin Bieber done a couple of times, like raced a few Lambos and probably yeah. slept around a bit and probably got on the drugs. But same with Miley, like yeah. yeah. But then you look at people like your Britney Spears and stuff that had full scale meltdowns, or oh, even yeah. worse, other stars that just can't cope you know mm. must be a horrible insight about Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. I saw this thing the other day which I thought was pretty classic about him playing Kevin in Home Alone it just said he could have called the police at any time yeah he wanted those guys to come to the house and he wanted to torture them it's like this real I think sa- he's the real villain in that movie those real sadistic things where the people said the true meaning behind the Rugrats have you seen that before they're all dead you're all just like they're all figments of Angelica's imagination yeah and that like um like the two Phil and Lil twins died when they were born that's why the dad's always in the basement making toys for kids yeah it's real yeah. twisted people just read into it it's like just read up Mar- ring up Marcus Lush if you want to go on about that sort of well, stuff Scooby guys. Doo they're stoners oh well, yeah definitely no, just shaggy Scooby yeah, Snacks just like following around people just eating eating dog food walking around talking to their dog trying to solve mysteries what did you think about the Wiggles getting death threats for taking MIQ spots did they get death threats yep. about it um, I mean, you have pe- to take a good the, look at yourself. The, the thing is, there's people coming over here for tourism now. They did there's forty. People, there's people coming over and paying. They're paying their way through it, and 120 sold out shows for children around New Zealand. 120. 40 dates, three shows a day. Yeah, all sold out. People would come from Ashburton and come from Timaru to Christchurch, stay a night in a motel, well, go out and have lunch. Boosting the economy and like, New Zealand's open for tourism. Yeah. You just need to do your two weeks. And at the end of the day... So it's like, it's anyone's the... doing it, and people are coming and spending... These guys are coming here and just doing something epic. It's the like fucking that. Wiggles. Yeah. They're, like, they don't have a bad bone in their body. Yeah. Except but... Jeff. Except Jeff. The extras. Who are they? What was the cripe about the extras? 
the extras, you know, the dinosaur. Yeah, you said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, what was a quote from you about that that we what? talked about off here? They better be hiring Dorothy Lowkey because anyone could be in the suit. Well, that's the thing. They could have got Larry the Lamb. Yep. They could, By the they, way, he's up, apparently they, he was a car salesman. Larry the Lamb. Yeah. I got his autograph, and then I looked back, and I was like, God, that's... He, well, he would have... I was just say, Steve. Or this is Larry. Steve, Steve from Paul Kelly Motors. He would have had a real... He would have had a real ego. Not ego, but, like, he was the in the heyday. Larry the Lamb. Imagine all the shit that he used to have to do around the thing. And then it'd be like, the Crusaders have won their title. They'll pick it up. And then you just see the mascot head off. Yeah, let's party, boys. It's like, you're not part of the team? Really? Yeah. Nah. You're, you're Probably could have made a, not a bad crust out of it. It would have been the sort of thing where would just be like, 500 bucks a game. Or something Imagine like that. just like all the kids running up and hitting you and like uh, uh, all the stuff you'd have to do at half time. Would you like to be a mascot? I wouldn't mind it. Yeah? I don't know. Maybe not all the time, but maybe as like a wee side hustle. It'd be kind of classic. What's like, there's some shocking mascots out there and I'm going to find hot. a couple for next week's episode. That'd be a good thing for next week. I think we've got to wrap up for this week. We've actually done a pretty good shift. Have we? A big stint back. Yep. We've done 20 minutes. Wow. No. And half the time we've talked about what brings on shits. <laughs> no, no, we've done a good shift. But I think mascots will be a good yard for next week, mate. And we're going to bring the back, bring back the uh, ultimate eight ball challenge next week. We know it's a favourite of the fans. So. Absolutely. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Love your work, guys. Good to be back.